Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla, and this week we have an interview with Kate Bromley, and we're talking about her recent book that she just published, Talk Bookish to Me. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I guess you could just start with like who you are and how did you get started with writing? Sure. Well, as you said, I'm Kate Bromley. Um, I'm a debut author, and my book, Talk Bookish to Me, came out on May 25th. And, you know, I've, I've wanted to write a book for years, you know, but it was never something that I thought was ever really going to happen. So it's hard because it was always kind of in my mind, I'd say starting about the time where I went to grad school, but it never felt like a real distinct possibility. So I didn't like pay much attention to it. It never felt like a real tangible goal. And it wasn't until about maybe like three years ago where I was like, okay, let me like really give this a try and see if I can somehow magically make it happen. And luckily, luckily enough for me, you know, it worked out and it's just been such a wonderful ride ever since. That's incredible. So what did you go to school for? Was it not writing? No, I went undergrad for elementary education, and then I got my master's in um, teaching students with disabilities. So no, I didn't go for English. I you, you you were allowed to pick a concentration, so I like where you could take like a few extra classes in a certain subject. So I did English for that, and I loved them. But I just never believed that anything could ever really come for it. So I was like, you know, I like teaching, and that's more of a possible path for me you know I really never saw writing as a real thing (laughs) for me so I was just like let me get a job that I can enjoy and that you know I'll get hired you know quick out of school and so I went for education and it was wonderful and I enjoyed teaching I was a nursery teacher for almost seven years and now you know I'm lucky enough that I get to write that's awesome. I did not know that. I am even more impressed with you. I kind of oh. have a second inkling to write a book. I mean, I went to school for accounting, so I'm not even in the realm of writing. But just after getting so into bookstagram and writing and I just read all these books, I'm like, I kind of want to try it. But I mean, I'm, I was like kind of you where you were prior, like I'm just a little scared to try it. <laughs> you absolutely should. And I'm 100% there for an accounting rom-com. I love that you actually had um, an accountant in uh, like double date she had. I was loving that you put accountant in there. I'm like, that's all like Midtown's made up is accountant. So I'm like, this is perfect. Probably so many fun accountant rom-com titles you could come up with. I think my boss would just cringe if I like presented him the book that I wrote about accounting. <laughs> so did you write this book of like personal experience with living in New York? I do all the the most of the places I've been to that I wrote about. Um, as far as the book itself, it wasn't so much personal experience. I think it was more like me writing a fantasized version of my life. Like as I was writing it, I was kind of trying to think like, what would I like my life to be like? And I was, you know, what came to mind was, oh, I'd love to live in this city. I'd love to be a romance author, and that's kind of how the book started to take shape but most of the restaurants and coffee shops I've been to and I was actually there (laughs) basically like almost every place I've ever been to I don't know if I have anything left I have like a few that I could maybe use um for future books but yeah the Smith and all the other places I've been there I like started a 
bucket list of also the places you wrote because I live actually like next door to the Smith. So I've been there, but some of the other places and like some places you mentioned I've been to, but um, the other like uh, other little coffee shops I like wrote down, I'm like, I gotta try this out. I think it's near me. Oh, they're still around. This is all, you know, places where I would go pre-COVID. You know, I haven't really been anywhere <laughs> basically since, but they were wonderful back in the day. <laughs> I have fond memories of the wharf I know is definitely closed, but it was somewhere that I used to love to go. Yeah, I think I knew the wharf closed. I've definitely heard of it, um, but the Smith still stands. I I feel like I, I went there recently for like a work lunch, actually, but I did do a date there once, too. Oh, <laughs> did you get the s'mores? I didn't. I actually didn't even know they had the s'mores. I Maybe I never look at the dessert menu when I'm there, but next time I go, I'm going to look and see if they have the s'mores. Uh, I have to go back. I, I always say one of these days I'm going to go do like, a talk bookish me walking like restaurant tour <laughs> these days if I ever get the chance and I'll have to you know post about it but so that's a that's a goal of mine that'd be so much there. fun um I guess <laughs> we probably didn't even talk about the synopsis of the book because I totally just skipped over it because I was just kind of curious about the New York question but so do you want to give like a brief synopsis and tell us a little bit more about the book for those who haven't read? So Tough Bookish to me is a contemporary rom-com. It follows Kara Sullivan, who's a best-selling romance novelist with writer's block, who suddenly finds herself inspired when she's thrown together with her infuriating first love during the week of her best friend's wedding. So that's like, you know, the very quick... Um, synopsis that I have like it's just like muscle memory it's like ingrained in my head now I well a is one of my favorite tropes I love when it's like the two people in the wedding party and they fall together but also it had the whole twist of like enemies to lovers and like this book has it all like it has my favorite tropes all roped in one um so big fan of that I like just recently read the friend zone it had a very like similar like best man best uh like it on or just fall in love so I'm like on this whole wedding just now um but I also love the whole bookstagram aspect of it so did you have a bookstagram prior to writing this did I have a prior to writing this no um so a lot so I basically got into bookstagram kind of as I started like editing it like putting like my own finishing touches on it like before I queried you know before it was you know even a real thing I was I I knew I had I, I was very like off grid like not on social media very much but I was like let me hop on Instagram and it was just like I noticed that all the pages that I were following were just like these book accounts and everyone who took like pictures of books in these beautiful settings so of course I never thought like I'd be able to compare but I feel like slowly but surely you know I tried to I sort of got into the hang of it and I just fell in love you know with bookstagram and then when eventually the book did get picked up, it only made sense to put it in because I was trying to really show the life of a writer as as true as I knew it. And to any writer, Bookstagram really is like a big part of your life and, you know, your job. So I, I felt like that was really important for me to include that. No, I and love just it. because it's awesome. I feel and like it awesome. also <laughs> pulls in like um, – a lot of, like, the bookstagram community, I feel like, also probably just, like, like relates to it so much, and they loved that part. It was one of your parts when you talk about, like, 
in the book where she's like staging book photos and she's basically just planning book photos and like it seems like half the time she went like sightseeing just to take book pics and I've definitely done that around New York City like a million times. Yeah, it's like you always have to have a book with you because you never know. Like you never know what you're gonna see or where you're gonna be. Um, but yeah, I wish I I almost sometimes wish that I delved into it even more than I did. Like I feel like it kind of brushes the surface, but Bookstagram is like such an interesting world and it could definitely be explored further and I'm sure it will be you know in future books just because we're the ones reading it you know and we can all relate to it you know so much and it's such a wonderful part of so many people's lives so it was definitely fun uh to include and I'm glad I did so were you surprised of how big your book got I just I feel like I followed you probably like right before like I feel like I followed you probably like last summer I saw that you were a debut author, and then I just feel like I, saw, I see it everywhere now. Like, every page, like, whenever I talk about rom-coms, they're always bringing up talk bookish to me. So are you shocked yeah. by that? That puts such a smile on my face, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it, you, don't, you don't see it that way. Like, I don't see it that way, because, you know, I, I feel like it's exciting so, to see it out there, but you'll, you always end up as a writer, I feel like, comparing yourself a little bit. So, like, when I think of other books that have like really blown up, like I compare myself to them and I'm like, Oh, I didn't blow up, you know, too much, but it's so amazing just to see it on bookstagram. And when people tell me that they read it or they enjoyed it, just every DM like makes my day and it just makes me so happy because it's still so surreal, you know? And I have such like massive (laughs) imposter syndrome anyway. So it's still just a shock to me that people are even reading it like at all, let alone like reading it and enjoying it. So it's been such a wonderful adventure and I love, you know, hearing from people and seeing it in posts. It's just a constant, fun, happy experience. And I just think it's awesome because a lot of, authors are kind of the repeating authors like we see the same rom-com authors or the same fantasy authors so I love that you're in the mix now like it's I'm happy I'm so happy for you and I know it's our first time talking but I am really happy for you oh I appreciate that so much thank you really so when was the first time you saw your book like in stores in stores was it was on release day and I well I actually the day before, I think, I went, I did a, uh, a signing um, to have it ready for when the book came out um, at Book Review in Long Island. But when I really saw it, like, on display, on display, was on release day, I had went um, to Barnes & Noble with my sisters. And we were like, oh, we'll just go and we'll see if, we, you know, we can spot it anywhere. And it was lucky enough that, like, there was, like, a rom-com display. And it was, like, right in there. And my heart just exploded I just couldn't believe it and it was especially surreal because in uh, grad school I actually worked at Barnes and Noble because I was just there all the time and I spent so much money there and I was like I should be getting the employee discount otherwise like I can't keep up (laughs) with what I'm doing so I worked there for almost two years so and even then when I worked there I never even a thought that I would be a writer. Like I was just so in love with the romance genre and I was just enjoying reading and writing wasn't even like a thought. So to kind of go back again in retrospect and think how I used to work there and then to see my book on the shelf, that was a really cool uh, moment. 
Yeah, that's got to be incredible. So which, yeah, so which genre is your favorite? Historical romance or romance? Because you kind of write, like, almost two books for us in this book. Because you have the, like, regular rom-com, and then you reference this, like, the book she's writing. And I'm intrigued by that book. Like, if you wrote that book full on, like, I'd read it for sure. Thank you so much. No, I'd be way too much of a wimp to ever write my own historical, I think. But I both, I love them both so much. Like, I love them equally. Like, I will say, though, that my first, my love of reading romance really started in the historical romance. Um, I was never that big of a reader. You know, in high school, I really wasn't. And it wasn't until I graduated high school, where I was going into college, where my mom was like, oh, come to the library with me. Like, let's, let's find you a book or whatever. I was like, oh, Sure. Because I feel like you go through high school and you just, you know, you read what you're given and, and it's, you know, it's all great stuff. But you you kind of think that that's all there was. Not that it's all there was, but you're just like, okay, this is what I'm reading and I don't have time to read, you know, anything else. So then when high school was over and we went to the library, we went to the romance section and she's like, you know, give these a look and see if there's anything you like. And I just grabbed one. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I took it home, and I think I read, like, I devoured it in, like, a day, this historical romance book. And then I went back to the library, and there were just, like, shelves and shelves of historical romance. And I just, like, went on a bender, like, for years <laughs> reading historical romance. And it was so amazing because so many of these authors had written, like, 15 books apiece, you know, all of these, like, family tree, you know, romance sagas. And it was just, I was just in a constant state of reading for years. So, I mean, I, I enjoy contemporary romance. I definitely do. And I love rom-coms um, specifically. But historical will always have like a soft spot in my heart because that's where it all began for me. Like my love of reading and fiction and romance. So I knew I had to incorporate it into my uh debut so I guess that was my way of like sneakily writing a historical romance without really writing a historical romance was just doing like little snippets um but that was a ton of fun no I was the same way I didn't love reading until until like middle of high school and I read Twilight which I cringe that that was what brought me to writing I mean to reading but it's it's holds a special place in my heart, but I felt like I outgrew fantasy for a really long time until about recently because of Bookstagram and Shining Light and other adult fantasy. But I never was really a big reader until like end of high school, college, and then once the pandemic hit, I got into Bookstagram. I've just become obsessed now, and now it's like everything I do. Like, I don't think I go a day without reading, which it kind of like scares me. I feel like commitment was. I'm like this is a really big commitment to my life, but I do enjoy it a lot. Great commitment. It's a great commitment. And um, I totally read Twilight. No cringe. I, I feel like everyone has read Twilight. I've, I've actually read the whole series twice, and I'm like, there's so many other books out there. Why did I do it twice? But I just feel like it's kind of a staple, especially in like my it was like my teenage heart. And, and I and I still have the books. I still think fondly of them. But I I do think it's funny that it's like what brought me to reading is Twilight. Oh, I should, you know, I thought about reading them twice. And then I was like, the first time it was just so much fun that like, I don't want to give up the memories. Like, I don't want anything else to touch the memories that I had because I read it and then I gave it to my best friend to read. So like, then we were reading it at the same time. 
and we were just talking about it so much that we had so much fun reading Twilight that I almost don't want to read it again because just the first time reading it was so much fun. Like, I just had such a, a blast. But I was also saying, like, I got home with the book and I devoured it in, like, a night. And I was like, this is what reading is. And I had no idea this world. But I devoured your book. I read it in, like, two days. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Wait, did you say my book or Twilight? Yeah, no, your (laughs) book. I read both of them in two days, but I recently (laughs) have read yours in two days. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. I was, like, up late last night because we're in tax season, so I been working a lot and I was like I like woke up early just so I can read more this morning like I I, I was it, it, it got me hooked for sure oh I appreciate that thank you so what inspired I guess these characters like uh is it Kara or Kara I I accept both but I called her Kara in my mind that okay. was how I heard her but I, I, either one either okay. one's good for me so yeah what inspired um Kara and Ryan, um, is there anybody in particular you just kind of thought of them in your head and you put in the paper? I mean, Kara and me, we have, you know, a lot in common. Like, she was a little bit come for me, but again, like the fantasized version, you know, of me, not the, you know, the real version of me. Um, you know, likes to read, you know, has her good friends, um, has her family, uh, Ryan was definitely based on no one. He's pure fiction. But I've just always loved second chance romance. So I knew that that was something I wanted to implement in the book just because I feel like second chance romance, you know, like the tension is like almost already there. You know, the emotions there, the sexual tensions there, like everything's there. So I knew with this book that I definitely wanted it um, to be a second chance romance. Also, you don't have to worry about the whole get to know them point. Like they're kind, of, they already know each other. They're like, they have yeah. all, the, yeah. This tension, I love it too. Big fan of the second chance romance. I like, yeah. I mean, it's hard because when they're getting to know each other, and you don't want it to be too like insta lovey. You know, you don't want them to like fall for each other right away. So like second chance romance is like, all they really have to do is like see each other one time, and it's like it's on. You know, <laughs> like all the feelings come like, flooding back. Yes, definitely. And I love the dog aspect, too. Like, you pretty much wrapped up, like, everything everyone loves about books. Like, you got a cute dog in it. You have bookstagram. You have books just in general. Like, talk about the love of books. You got a really cute guy. You got, like, like kind of hate to love, but also second chance love. Like, you just, you had it all. I oh, I really can't you. think of, like, one thing I didn't like about the book. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, Duke did sh- feel the show you know a little bit but he was based he was the only one who was really based on someone my grandma always had um always had a bulldog growing up so I knew I wanted to include um a bulldog just because they're my favorite and they'll always have like a special place in my heart is your grandmother's bulldog as temperamental as the bulldog in this book (laughs) not high maintenance as Duke I don't know if any dog is as high maintenance um a duke <laughs> but you know he's definitely a character it it had me cracking up um the whole like sleeping in the bathroom floor and, uh yeah, the snoring yeah. <laughs> he's a particular fellow that duke but i love him so how did the whole once you finished the like first draft how many drafts did you write before it was like the final final copy 
Oh my gosh, the limit does not exist. Um, I don't even know. Like so many, I can't tell you. Like just so many, so many drafts. And the very first like draft of this that I ever wrote, which was so many years ago, like nothing is the same except that her name is Kara and that she's a romance writer and it's her college ex-boyfriend. Like every other aspect has changed from the original, the original draft. So, so much, <laughs> a million, a million drafts. Um, who was like the first person who read your first draft? Is there someone, I think in the book, Kara sends it to her mom to read it pretty much first. Like, is there someone that you send first to read everything first? That was true. It was my mom. Um, it was just like I say in the book where I wrote a chapter and gave it to her to see, you know, like what she thought and she liked it. And I just went chapter by chapter, um, you know, giving it to her to read until it was done. Just because I had just read so many romance novels that I, I had always asked myself, like, oh, I wonder what I would, you know, what would I have written? Until one day, just, and but you always, like, come delay it or come up with an excuse. And then just, like, one day, I didn't have an excuse anymore. So I was like, let me just try it. Let me just write a chapter and see you know, I had no outline, no nothing. And that was how it went, just chapter by chapter and then giving it to my mom to read. So she was the first person who read it for me. That's awesome. Um, so how did the whole like finding a publisher, like did you consider independently releasing it or did you just want to go with the publisher route? I wanted to go the publisher route first. And then if that didn't work out, I was going to go um, potentially maybe self-publishing. But it just seems like so much work. You know, I take my hat off to all the self-published authors out there because it really is a tremendous amount of work. Um, but so I figured I would try um, traditional publishing first um, and then maybe look into um, the self-publishing. But traditional publishing, the journey wasn't too bad. I feel like when I get nervous, I research a lot. So as I was writing... I researched a ton on what the publishing process was like. And so I felt a little more comfortable. You know, I didn't feel as intimidated as I thought I would. You know, it was still definitely a nerve-wracking, scary uh, process. But I felt quasi-prepared, like as prepared as you could be, because I just feel like we're so lucky that we live in this, like a time where there's just so much information out there. And information from every angle, you know, like I would read about query letters and I would read about them or um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Like that was like what was most useful um, to me. So like I would watch like what an Asian thinks about querying, you know, what a publisher thinks, you know, what an author, you know, authors of different genres. So I felt like I had a pretty, for someone who had no zero experience in publishing or writing, I felt like I had a pretty decent grasp of what the process um, was going to entail. And I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to perfect uh, the quarry letter and to get my manuscript as strong as, uh, as it could be. I don't even think I know these terms. That's how I, I, I think I want to write a book, <laughs> but I have not done the research yet. You, like you definitely inspired me now that you didn't even go to school for this. Like I, hats off to you because that's incredible 
No, you totally 100% should do it, and it's totally uh, a doable thing. So that was always my biggest drawback, was just me not believing that it was possible. Like, you know, I had authors on this, like, high platform where it was like, I never thought in a million years that I could publish a book. Like, it just didn't seem like something that was possible for me. But it really is. Like, if you research the process, like, it's really just a step-by-step process. And if you follow it and if you just make your manuscript, you know, as strong as it can be. Like, I I compared it to, like, my friend who went um, was applying to dental school. And I think she applied, like, two or three times before she got in. And I feel like I queried queried twice. No, I I queried three times in total where I tried to get an agent. Like, the first time it was, like, just to two people, and it was, like, so long ago where I knew there was, like, no way it was going to happen. But, you know, I got, like, one personalized rejection, and I was, like, super excited about it. And then, like, a couple years later I did it again, and, like, I queried, like, five people, and I ended up getting a request and, like, an eventual rejection. But, like, that was exciting. But I feel like with every rejection, then you you make it stronger. You know, you learn more, and then you make your manuscript stronger, and you learn more about the process. So that way, by the third time, you know, it ended up working out. So as long as you don't give up and you just keep improving, you know, you're going to get there. So you should totally do it because you totally can. <laughs> that, that's awesome. What was, what would you say the hardest part about writing this book or just writing in general that you, that was like very unexpected? I think with writing the first book was just like like what you're talking about. Like I was working, you know, full time. So it's just like making writing time a priority because I didn't make it a priority because I didn't think it was something that was really going to happen. So it was like, why am I going to put like a ton of time into something that probably will never be? But you have to understand and you have to like train yourself that like, no, like following my dream is important and it does deserve my time and my effort. So just really allowing yourself the time to work on it and believing that, you know, you can and you should. So that was for me, for the first book, that was my biggest um, obstacle was just finding the time. And then even if you couldn't making the time, if you couldn't find it. Like downloaded apps are like, schedule out writing and you have to like write a certain amount of like words a day so I try to do that I think I'm gonna try this fall I feel like I might sit down I was like trying to reach my reading goal first but <laughs> because I mean just you gotta I, mean, I don't know if you're you're probably on goodreads because I feel like everyone is on bookstagram but I feel like I, at that number dawns me like I have to reach it this year <laughs> If you try to read in the genre that you want to write, it's technically like research for your work, you know. So you can uh, marry. So there you go. But no, you definitely inspire me. I wish Marissa was here because she she like has had this goal of being a writer longer than I have. I never like she kind of like pushed me in that direction too. I look forward to her to listening to this too because I'm sure this will motivate her as well. So yeah, you're currently writing your second novel, correct? Yes, it just actually just went to copywriting uh, like it's last week. <laughs> so oh, wow. it's, it's basically finished up. Yeah, so That's it's exciting. on its way. So excited. Was that one harder? I guess. Well, you just said it was harder to write the first one, so that this one was easier to write. I'm, I'm guessing. 
it was it was harder and easier if that's possible um it was easier in that you know I knew it was going to happen like it was really going to be a thing and it was easier in that it was so much faster than the first one because the first one I just wrote in my spare time as a hobby but because it was faster it was also more stressful it was because it was the first time I was ever writing with a deadline um so that was scary <laughs> so with the first book, I didn't outline or do anything, and I tried to do that with the second for like a month or two and quickly discovered that that was not going to happen and that was not going to work um, because I wasn't getting anywhere. So then one day I just sat down with a notebook and I just like outlined like crazy, you know, like I, I broke down every character, I broke down the plot, I broke down every single chapter, because it's daunting, like, when you're just staring at, like, a blank Word document, and you're like, okay, book, like, appear, and it doesn't. Um, so it made it much less scary to then just, like, open my notebook and say, okay, I'm doing, you know, my goal was always, like, 10 pages. Like, I always tried to do 10 pages a day. So I'd say, okay, you know, I'm doing this chapter one. What's happening in chapter one? Okay, there it is. And accepting that it's not going to be good and just realizing that it's really just like a word dump to like just get it on the page. So not having such high expectations of like expecting your book to be like ready <laughs> as you write it because it's not what it's going to be. It was going to be, you know, bad before it's good. So yeah, just working with the deadline and then also managing your own expectations because you you still want the people who liked your first book to like the second. So you're you're holding yourself to a higher standard. You're wondering, like, is it good enough? Is it funny enough? Is it romantic enough? And the first book, you're kind of just writing for yourself. Um, so it was easier, uh, easier and harder at the same time, if that makes any sense. That's, that makes sense. So will we see any Kara and Ryan in the second book? Are you allowed to say... Oh, so that's another thing. I'm, like, learning with everything. So I don't know if I could say that, but I'm allowed to say that, you know, one of the main characters is Liam, that he is the the male lead in in, this, in the next book in Here for the Drama. I did see that in your post, so I'm excited to get to know Liam more because I did like him in the book. I mm -hmm. feel like when he came up in the book, I was just like, oh, like, Liam, get out of here. Like, there's no time for you. We just need Ryan. But now that yeah, Ryan yeah. and Kara are together, I can... <laughs> He can find love. I'll allow it. <laughs> and Liam will have his time in the sun. It'll be great. <laughs> so you wrote a lot about Italy and like things to eat in Italy. So I'm, I'm, have you been? Um, are these are those from personal experience as well? Yes, those are from personal experience. Um, I was lucky enough. I did a, a summer abroad um, when I was in college and I stayed in Rome and I just loved it. You know, I fell in love with it. So I, I definitely wanted to include that in my book. I feel like all my favorite things, I was just like, how can I throw all my favorite stuff in one book? Uh, and that's kind of what I tried to do. Um, so, yes, the Italy um, parts were very real. And I did have that pizza for breakfast most mornings. <laughs> and is the fountain your favorite part of uh, Rome as well? Yes, I love it so much. Oh, and I, I and I honeymooned there too. I, I totally didn't mention that. Yes, and I went there on my honeymoon. Um, my husband had never been, so I was very excited to show him, you know, all the sites that I had seen and and to get back there again. 
Oh, that's so exciting. I didn't even know, like, especially from the synopsis in the back, I don't think... And maybe I didn't. I'm never good with reading the synopsis before I read, but I didn't see Italiana. No, you're right. It's not in the synopsis at all. It's like a little surprise. So I love it. It's like it's uh, New York City, which I love. Um, and yeah, now Italy. So I, it, I really did love this book. I'm. I feel like I'm just like probably over saying how much I love it, but I'm. Uh, and I also just finished <laughs> it, so it's like in my head, just reeling. But I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. You're the best. So what are some, I guess, some authors that you, that you kind of look up to that I guess also inspired you to write as well? You know, there's so many, there's so many good ones. I mean, like I love Sarah Smith. I love uh, Sally Thorne. I loved um, Jasmine Guillory. There are just so many, you know, The Wedding Date and uh, The Hating Game stands out to me, though, by Sally Thorne, just because, and I don't know if it was because, like, it was based in the publishing world. So, like, anything that has anything to do with books, like, I'm just going to love it even more. So the fact that the main characters worked in publishing, you know, that drew me right in. And then just the fact that the story was so good and I loved the chemistry, um, so for me, The Hating Game really kind of stands out as like a rom-com that I super admired, like to the point where I was like so angry. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. Like, why couldn't I have written it? Like, I just thought it was like so amazing. So anger, I think, is like a high form of praise, you know, for an author. So it's like, why? Why couldn't I have written it? It was so good. And I read it twice. I think I read it and then I immediately read it again. Because I liked it so much. We did that on the podcast for season two. I did really like that one. That one actually made me like look into accounting careers and publishing because I didn't even think about that. So that book kind of opened my eye too to like another lifestyle. Um, but I think it's coming a movie soon. Yes, I'm ready, ready for it. And what's it? Lucy Hale. Yeah. Gonna be. But it looks great. I'm excited. She's my fave too. I love her in Pretty Little Liars. Is there anything else you want to share about your book? while we're wrapping up uh, no I mean just that it was a ton of fun to write and I hope everyone enjoys it and that it you know brings a smile uh to everyone's face when they read it you know it has a ton of bookish references and lots of romance but there's also plenty of heart too so hopefully there's something for everyone no, definitely. There definitely is, especially on Bookstagram. Um, so where can they buy your book if they haven't already? They can buy it everywhere. I think anywhere where books are sold, they should be able um, to get it. Yeah, I think I got it actually at Strand in the city. That's where I bought mine. Copy. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I, ever, I went to the Strand. I, I wish I'd seen it there. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> You're welcome. Are you, so you said you had your first um, event at book review but did you hear that they're closing really yeah they're, I think they're doing um, today's their last day of sales and I think they're opening on Friday maybe they're close today they're like giving away all their books for free now because they're closing oh my, in Long Island yeah because I'm from Long Island but I live in the city like half the time I'm always home with my mom in Long Island and I yeah they just put a Facebook post that they're closing a couple weeks ago Wow, I didn't know that. No, they were so wonderful. I had such a wonderful, magical 
experience there. I'm, I'm, am I wearing, I'm wearing a book review shirt right now. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. I bought a t-shirt while I was there. I wanted to get something as like a memento. I'm actually wearing the t-shirt right now. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Such an amazing, amazing place. I only have the best memories and things to say about them. They were so incredible. I feel like you're probably one of the last authors to do a signing there. I don't think they had many events this summer. So did you do any other events besides that one? Not real. That was my opening, you know, that was my book launch event was with them on Zoom, um, with them and Brenda Janowitz. And I was so petrified and they were all just so lovely and wonderful. And it wound up being so amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Were you bummed that, I guess, because you kind of released it in a virtual world at the moment, were you bummed you didn't get like a book tour? No, because I think I would have been way too terrified. I don't think I could have handled it. Like, I remember thinking that if like my first book, you know, everything was virtual, maybe that would be okay for me because I would have just been so scared. So maybe if it ends up, you know, we get to do things in person uh, for the second one, I'll be a little more prepared and, and braver than I would have been with the first one because I was just so nervous even for zoom events and even for this like I get nervous for everything so this is actually like a good warm-up for me <laughs> doing virtual and uh, digital stuff that's first. a good way to look at it um so when is yeah. your next book coming out right now it is slated for mid-june but it's subject to change so we'll see but sometime you know in june I think I'm very exciting. And then hopefully, yeah, the world opens up a little more. You can have some events in the city. Oh, I'm excited. If you have events in the city, I'll be there. Oh, I would love that. That'd be amazing. I'll definitely let you know. Awesome. And so I guess you want want to just share your Instagram handle so they can follow you on Instagram as well. Sure. Instagram is Kate Bromley Wright. And it's the same um, with Twitter. Those are my two social medias. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and hopping on a call with me. I really appreciate it. I'm like fangirling so hard right now. Um, and it's just, I, I'm. thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had such a ball. Um, we'll have to chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. Um, it was such an honor interviewing Kate, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to tune in next week while we talk about As Good as Dead by Holly Jackson, and make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. Have a good day.